Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Five, four, three, two, one. To the United States of Oklahoma with Josh Delaney. I am Delaney podcasting on live from the corner of De- uh, where am I podcasting from? The corner of Maine and Robinson in downtown Oklahoma City. And uh, I am surrounded by today um, furry enthusiasts. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, with me today are some folks uh, from. Uh, our way Oklahoma and they are putting on uh, this weekend's Anthro Expo and uh, so with me I have Brett Martin Chief Executive Officer uh, Emily Hobing Chief Operations Officer and Amelia Jones Chief Financial Officer how's it going guys pretty good how are you I'm doing well thank you for getting me out of that meeting with the uh with the corporate people. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're welcome. It was very intimidating walking past all of them. I know. I'm not even involved I with I just wanted to stop and be like, yes, look at me. <laughs> I felt important. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I told the security guy, I go, uh, what's the game plan? Like, how do I logistically do this? <laughs> right. And he goes, bro, just cut straight through just the wrong idea. Uh-huh. <laughs> there's, uh, there's no easy way. So what uh, what is Anthro Expo? And when and where is it happening this weekend? Uh, Anthro Expo is a convention catered towards um, fans of the furry fandom. Uh, and that is a fandom that centers around anthropomor- anthropomorphic uh, characters, usually self-created, um, but otherwise um, you know, displayed in the media. Um, people just like cartoons. People like cute animals. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's uh, occurring at the Sheraton downtown in Oklahoma City um, from Friday, January thirty first to Sunday, February second. I know we're crossing into a new month. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's a palindrome Sunday. It's going to be a palindrome Ooh, date. Palindrome Sunday. Yeah, it's like O two. Uh, yeah, yeah. Two O. Two O. Yeah, yeah. O two. O two. Twenty twenty. Yeah. God, yeah, so if you that. read it front and backwards, yeah. it's the same. Palindrome Sunday. That's what I like to call and it. And Super Bowl Sunday. And Super Bowl Sunday. Oh Lots going on. Yeah, a lot going on. A lot going on. Yeah. I um, Well, I remember I had to cover a wedding day for a story because it was 11, 11, 11. No. So everybody <laughs> wanted to get married on that day. Of course. Uh-huh. And then, uh, so I went out and I did this wonderful story and uh, came back in on a Monday and uh, a reporter had covered it the second day. And uh, he goes, man, this couple you wrote about, they're really mad at you. And I said, why? <laughs> he goes, you called him a meathead or something in the paper or something like that. And I go, what? He goes, yeah, he's really upset. Like, what, what were you thinking? It was like knucklehead or something like that. Well, it turned out a copy editor right before he sent the story off uh, when it said uh, correct all for the spelling, uh, he hit correct all. Oh, no. And it just oh, automatically no. changed all these things to what the computer thought it was. Of course. <laughs> 
jeez. Oh, no. That's where autocorrect gets back yeah. at you. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I uh, had to call up the uh, the PIO, and I was like, you know, one of the rare times I've apologized in journalism. I'm like, I am so sorry. She goes, oh, no, we were getting a big kick out of it. Oh, my goodness. Good grief. So anyway, uh, now, can I just, uh, if I'm attending this thing and I'm not a media professional, uh, can I just uh, walk up? check in and and pay and get in or do I need to register somewhere? So our registration is online. Um, Basically when you arrive to the convention we have the entire second floor uh, convention center area in the Sheraton that is slotted out for us. Our registration will be in front of what is called the boardroom area. Uh, We have maps available. You'll just come in and go to our registration desk. They'll get you set up online. Uh, You'll pay for your ticket. $60 for the entire weekend, which is all three days, all night, all day, access to everything that we have available. And then if you would like to just come for a day and enjoy what we got, then it's $30. Okay. And it's, uh, is the website anthroexpo.com? Dot net. Dot Dot net. Dot (laughs) Dot com will take you to it, but. (laughs) To be safe, we say dot net. Yes. (laughs) I remember the dot net days. Um, (laughs) And uh, who are going to be some of the uh, special guests there and and panels and things like that that are going to be going on? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm most excited personally to meet Aurora Bloom. She is a fursuiter who created her own costume, fursuiter being a furry who has a costume of their character, usually a character they've designed themselves. Um, So she kind of she created her own character created a costume of it and started a social media page posting pictures she goes out and takes all really kinds of neat aesthetic Mm. pictures in costume and uh, so she'll be one of our guests Um, we'll also be welcoming the band sublevel 03 all right now what is that um i'm old so they're they're uh they do a lot of covers for older i would say like 80s 90s Mm. kind of alternative rock hits they do a lot of like remixes and redos of those but they're Uh. they used to be a really good well not used to be they still are but they used to play a lot in like furry conventions and whatnot they're really beloved throughout a lot of the older folks and the (laughs) furry community remember them 10 years ago fondly and yeah, so we're excited yeah. to have them back. They're doing a reunion mm-hmm. show for the first time in, I think, about seven or eight years. Yeah, and they're Oklahoma-based, too, which mm-hmm. is why, um, you know, we love them as our guests of honor. Uh, mm-hmm. They did play at a lot of furry conventions back in their heyday. Okay. It took a bit of a hiatus. I would call them a broad genre band. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. Kind of Pink Floydy. Oh, but yeah. also kind of... Uh, totally fits the aesthetic for the weekend. Yes. Yeah, a little Super grungy. Cool. Um, yeah, grunge for sure. By the way, we do have a, a theme for our event. Okay. It's retro renegades. Oh, yeah. Sort of a yeah. throwback type of, mm-hmm. you know, punk feel. Mm-hmm. Um, Think Time Cop. Think Time Cop. Terminator. Time cop. Terminator, okay. yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That aesthetic is definitely... Kind yeah. of what we're yeah. going for. I saw that on the website. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of digital clock looking vibe. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wanted cool. it to be like a nuclear clock, but I don't think we could find the right thing. You know, those nuclear <laughs> countdown yeah. clocks, mm-hmm. I would have been. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, have there been many uh, furry conventions in Oklahoma before, or where does this one kind of line up in the context? Yeah. So just kind of a little bit of history. Oklahoma has been home to mostly outdoor conventions. Mm-hmm. Um, our temperate climate here, you know, our weather's a little unfortunate sometimes, but we have really great areas for people to go camping, for people to really enjoy. So 
um, we had what was called uh, Oklacon, which was held out in Romano State Park. Um, they did about gosh 13 years or so 12 or 13 years yeah um, I actually worked on staff for them a long time ago for a year and um, they were a great group of people Um, they worked really well with the state parks they had pretty good turnout probably at least three four hundred people just all camping out at Romano's and Mm -hmm. um, there's another one called Wild Nights which takes place up near um, Wilburton at uh, believe the state park up there can't quite remember the name of it. He's looking at me, but I don't know. I haven't been around long enough. (laughs) I'm like, please remember. (laughs) He's the seasoned one. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) So Wild Nights has been around for almost a decade now as well, if not that amount of time. And I apologize. I'm going to get ripped apart for getting these names wrong. Or not these names, but these dates. (laughs) But but everyone who's listening, please know I I love both Vocalcon Wild Nights and then there's a smaller group called Furry Retreat. Um, okay. they, they're just a group of people who get together down in um, Bristow. I do remember. And <laughs> they have fun. So, like I said, Oklahoma and Wild Nights and Furry Retreat were kind of the first. And then we started getting into hotel conventions. And we just recently, back at Labor Day weekend, uh, Tales and Tornadoes Furcon just happened up in Tulsa, mm-hmm. the Marriott. Um, they were very successful. They raised about $7,000 for their charity. We were very happy to see them do well, and now we have Anthro Expo. Mm-hmm. We're kind of turning into a a playground for furries here in yeah. Oklahoma. It's exciting. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, now, what is a furry? So, I knew this question was coming. <laughs> no. I, I was thinking all there's, morning. What is a furry, really? Such a broad variety of ways that you can answer that question right. because I think it's so hard to just put a label on what like how, how do you define what a furry is right. it, could, it depending on who you are it can mean so many different things to you I like to use the term mascotting a lot and yeah. um, in the way that I describe oh, that, yeah. our fandom because it is it's uh, when you have a fursona which is a animal like yeah an oh, animal like persona that's yeah. what Play we call words it. There, yeah. yeah, we yes. have a lot of punny <laughs> shorthand um, mm-hmm. in the fandom. But it's it's like a personal mascot. It's something that empowers you, mm-hmm. you know, as an alter ego. Um, I would say a furry is someone who adopts that alternate likeness character. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, you know, they go out and buy $3,000 suits and parade around as their character. Um, most of the time they draw art of themselves or uh, commission art of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a big art-based community. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a big economy underneath it too. Um, yeah, I would say that um, on top of that, a furry is someone on the leading edge, someone who really goes out for the acceptance around them. We mm-hmm. our, our fandom in general caters a lot and is very aware of people with autism is very aware with people with special needs and I think a lot of that we really hone in on bringing in those members of our community and embracing them and allowing them to have a platform to really show who they are without fear of the rest of society around them. Furries have the ability to express themselves in that way and 
we had talked a little bit before about, you know, a lot of fandoms kind of overlap. There's, you know, anime and, and then there's video games and comic books and all of this. And I think that one key thing that I take away from all of these fandoms is this platform of acceptance and love. And I think especially now in our environment in the U.S., I think, and in the world, it's important to have those platforms so those creative types have a way to really broaden and show who they are. Yeah, I think the thing that specializes furries is that they anthropomorphize um, animals. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I think of that, I think... You know, human beings have been doing that for mm-hmm. yeah millions of years, thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the way we do it is just uh, in a stylistic way. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, um, if you get into the furry scene, do you ha- do you see people? Do they stick with one character over the years, or uh, <laughs> people switching all the time? Varies. Okay. I'm a good example of that. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I just yeah. had to switch. <laughs> Um, I I used to be my character used to be a dachshund and mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> so I was uh, I had a dachshund at one point I, and a bulldog at the same time they're cute aren't yeah. they <laughs> they're little they're long beanie dogs I love it but um, and then I just recently moved over to a caribou so oh, okay I, I'm, my character right. is now a caribou, caribou. and right. I figured you know sometimes it's nice for a change but I think mm-hmm. as Emily said she there was a lot of. Uh, it's a lot about certain personality traits and things that you want to adopt and really kind of project. And, you know, I think that's why people change sometimes. And there's people in the furry community that don't even have fursonas. Yeah, you don't have to have one. Yeah. We yeah. Just, you can just like the art and you mm-hmm. can just like the community and mm-hmm. you don't even have to have one. And what happens a lot of times is people will actually buy um you know, personas that are already made. Amelia just yeah. bought a partial suit mm-hmm. um, that she turned into her own character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, They're called so, adopts. Yeah, that's part of the fun part is a lot of the time people will create these character designs that they don't necessarily intend to keep for themselves. And so they'll put them up for sale. And, you know, there's a there's a huge market out there for, as they said, they call them adopts or adoptables. And you can go out there and when you see a character design you like, it doesn't always necessarily have a like physical element to it, such as the fursuit. Sometimes it's just the character design. And you can purchase that and, you know, make changes to it and adapt it to be your own character. Um, in my case, I recently purchased a character design named Scout. She's a rabbit dog mix and yeah she's got like the long ears and all that and this particular character happened to have a partial fursuit a partial fursuit not being the full body but the head and the paws tail so yeah I recently purchased that character originally had a different name but I've adapted her to kind of fit my personality a little better okay all right now does it get hot in these suits absolutely yes yeah do they have pants or how does that work it totally depends yeah. on there's so many different people okay. out there that make these suits and some of them have different options where a lot of the ventilation that you get is actually through the eyes uh-huh. and the mouth of the costume and I mean some fursuit makers will put like a little fan in there to kind of help yeah. keep it cool <laughs> unfortunately that usually goes in the mouth of the suit and just blows hot air back in your face uh-huh. um, some people will put additional vents in the ears like in the top of the head to yeah. keep the hot air flowing out the top yeah. um, some people will they, there's some suits that are water cooled 
So they'll mm-hmm. actually have running like tubes in the suits to keep them cool. Uh, they'll have ice packs they'll put on underneath. It's mm-hmm. it's a, it's pretty intense. Yeah, people it? get pretty ingenious with the way that they find uh, workarounds to yeah. cool themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I um, am a part-time fursuit maker, and finding different ways to get ventilation mm-hmm. into the head area yeah. is yeah. you know a science in itself. Wow. I think aside from like the stylization of the suit, that's like the number two most, Im- those are the two most important things when you're purchasing a fursuit is the visibility, how well can you see out of it? And the ventilation, how well can you breathe in there? <laughs> is it cute? Can I breathe? And can I see? Those are the two big questions, three big questions. What, is the, what are some of the, what's, what's the most expensive suit that you've heard of or seen or come across? Hmm. I... Huh. Okay. That's that's such a difficult question because every fursuit maker has different like customization options. So, um, I think one of the most expensive suits to put together that I know of. I don't know if you guys know Beauty of the Base. Oh, I love yeah. them. So their suit has all kinds of functioning electronics throughout the suit. They have like speakers. There are suits that have LED lights, things like that. So all those extra add-ons from a suit that doesn't have all the working electronics through it, things like that, can definitely rack up the price. Wow. We actually um, we have a number of fursuit makers mm-hmm. and um, vendors who have parts for fursuits that are going to be selling at our um, oh, at okay. Anthro Expo in our okay. dealers den, and that that's it, a lot of it is the the piecing it together you know it's it's customization options <laughs> i actually just looked this up the most expensive fursuit auction um had a winning bid of eleven thousand five hundred seventy five dollars <laughs> wow isn't that crazy wow, man that's crazy i can yeah. almost pay my car off for that <laughs> for real you know, people do this full time though yeah mm-hmm. you know i was gonna ask uh, do people travel around to different uh conventions all over the country. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. And not just in furry conventions, but uh, part of some of our dealers even they're they're just career convention dealers, yeah. and mm-hmm. these people have it down to a science. They're like, all right, we have this this weekend. Here's our flights. Here's our path forward and everything. And mm-hmm. I mean, the, they are on top of it. I'm I was really impressed when we started getting dealers signing up. How just quick it was in. Paying for their slots and traveling, and and the, they're not—they'll come to a furry convention, they'll go to a baseball convention, like they'll go everywhere and make it work. And I was just impressed by the the sort of entrepreneurial spirit, if you will, mm-hmm. of these of mm-hmm. these yeah. vendors. So yeah. some of the most organized people I've ever met. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, now, did you see? Was there a video or something? I think I caught it. Where some very furries saved somebody a couple weeks yes. ago. Yeah. Where was yeah. that at? That was that was at MFF. I'm not really it? no. I think it was in Philadelphia. You know, I was actually just listening to a podcast on the way here that talked about that incident. Mm-hmm. Um, was it like a lady getting robbed or something? And yeah. They jumped in and started defending. Yeah, I know yeah. there was a fur suitor outside smoking. Um, <laughs> that's just what he was doing. My um, and he <laughs> saw a car screeched to a halt and heard a woman shrieking inside saying get out get out get out and uh the gentleman and i think uh he was a dinosaur i think Uh rushed to the car a tiger rushed to the car some like four or five individuals came and dragged the man out of the vehicle and restrained him until police arrived 
it was it was actually FC that was in San Jose, California. Oh, oh okay. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so it, 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 that's... Our other side of the country. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm San sorry. Jose, you know, it's tomato, tomato. <laughs> All the abbreviations just get lost in my head. I'm sorry. There's MFF so people. many of them. <laughs> yeah, so like furry conventions, you'll hear like MFF or Annex or TFF TF or TTFC. And okay. everyone has this lingo and you just know it's like, hey, you're talking about that, that convention and it's just kind of universally accepted. It's mm-hmm. kind of great. <laughs> I'm going to sound really ignorant. How do you pronounce this? Because we're talking about the crossover. Dragon Ball Z? Or is it Dragon Ball? Oh, yeah. Dragon mm-hmm. Ball Z is anime. Okay. So yeah. it's not Dragon yeah. Balls? Like, I never knew how to pronounce no. it. Okay. <laughs> I know that so, sounded bad. <laughs> um, Akira Toriyama, he, he's the creator of Dragon. There is a Dragon Ball. And okay. then there's Dragon Ball Z. And then there's there's Dragon a couple Ball more. Dragon Ball Kai, whatever. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, don't know. I don't want to say that wrong to my daughter. You know, oh, like, no. Hey, uh, do they have that at the, the con you're going to? Uh-huh. Then, we are <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And kind of speaking on the anime terms there, we, we actually got this really cool group of cosplayers. So they're mm-hmm. costume players who are coming in and doing uh, Boku no Hero, My Hero Academia. It's kind of like the big anime. It's a big anime right, right now. now. I don't know much I about it. it. I'm Nor kind do of, I. I'm kind of out of the loop. I'm up to I, date. I watch it every week. It comes out um, <laughs> on Hulu at 3.30 in the morning on Saturday I'm mornings. not surprised that you know this. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but we, we have a group that's come in. And they're doing a panel. They're doing like a... They're doing two panels. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. like doing like a dating panel, like a... Right? Uh, yeah, they're doing like a cosplay fursona dating panel. It'll be fun. It's yeah. just to get yeah. they're going to be in character and whatnot. So like um, they're that crossover is mm-hmm. again. Yeah, so. there there was an anime convention in Oklahoma City, um, IzumiCon. Yeah. And unfortunately, they closed their doors. So yeah, you know, we want to really welcome everybody. This is a furry convention, but there's a lot of fandoms in Oklahoma City mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Oklahoma and beyond that we'd like to cater to. Yeah, you're not letting juggalos in, are you? Oh my gosh! Okay. <laughs> you aren't supposed to know about that. <laughs> Hide the Fago. <laughs> they were no, but really, wasn't it? Wasn't I like it, Juggalos. You know, they're, they're, uh, <laughs> a lot of them are nice people. But wasn't it? What? Who's the one that has the daughter? Who's a furry? The one from isn't it? From oh, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, they have a daughter that's a furry, and she commissioned this awesome fur suit. Yeah. Oh, oh uh, Co- Corey Carrest was telling me about this fursuit. Yeah. And he was like, man, I'd love... <laughs> I wish I could find it. Uh, I don't right. want to look yeah, that no. up right now. Have it be in my search history. <laughs> ICP fursuit. ICP fursuit. <laughs> now, is there, uh, what's the age minimum for this uh, weekend's uh, con? So we have is a couple. Con, of... Is con cool sounding or am I trying to really? Oh, no, con. No, is cool. yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's it works great. Yeah. That's what my daughter said. I'm going to the con. Mm-hmm. Going to the con. Yeah. Con, dad. <laughs> so our convention, we typically, we're a little bit more secure than your typical convention. So we do have some safeguards in place. Um, anyone 18 and older with a government-issued ID is allowed registration. That's perfectly fine. Um, if you're 16 or 17, um, if you go to the Code of Conduct page on our website at anthroexpo.net, we do have a parental consent form. We will allow 16 and 17-year-olds to be there without a parental guardian, um, but their guardian must sign and notarize a form that releases them to the convention. Mm-hmm. And then if you're under 16 or if you're 15 or below, then we would ask that you come with your parent um, okay. just because it's 
there's a lot going on. You know, we cater to a lot of different age groups, not only just kids, but, you know, there is some adult material there as well. And we just want to make sure everyone is safe because that's our top security. Yeah. Well, I found something interesting on the website about um, what's what's the rule? Uh, your your uh, first suit has to be PG up to this time, and then it could be PG thirteen. Oh like yeah, that. we're yeah. a family friendly event. Okay. Um, yeah. So you know, <laughs> there's a lot of different styles and aesthetics in the furry fandom as well, and one that's really caught on lately, um, people wearing like the pup masks and stuff, and that's become more a scene in like the club scenes and whatnot. It recently. is a scene, yeah. It's and a now what's, a, what's a pup mask? It's just kind of like a leather mask. You, people think of, of, unfortunately, like the BDSM oh, and whatnot, okay, yeah, but... Yeah. Unfortunately. It, it, no, I'm not unfortunately. <laughs> it's just, I, I feel like that it uh, kind of gets a bad rap. Yeah, it's, it does. Because oh, okay. I mean, yeah. it's stylistic in its own well, yeah. but we also want to make sure that parents Parents who have kiddos with them that mm-hmm. we don't we don't necessarily want to create that conversation for them so that's why mm-hmm. we have the kind of PG PG 13 differential on the floor man I like that that's actually very thoughtful yeah well, as you. a parent yeah <laughs> thank it you. just helps you from not having to explain what what is there's, that there's enough crap <laughs> I got to explain anyway you know, like, oh, geez, I don't want this well, conversation right now <laughs> More and more kids are becoming furries. Mm-hmm. Um, I I read an article about this. Uh, there's a whole TikTok movement uh-huh. uh, of furries on TikTok. Um, <laughs> She's done the tic- TikTok dance or something like that. Yes. She was which one? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. It's a TikTok dance. I'm like, okay, I, I don't know. I'm like a year ago, you were flossing. I oh, gosh. <laughs> I don't know what's going to be next. Anyway, I'm sorry. No, no, you're fine. But yeah, our code of conduct conduct has been a labor of love. We've mm-hmm. um, debated, discussed it for a long time, and protecting minors is definitely one of our top priorities. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good deal. All right. So, uh, what time does the action start uh, Friday? I think we're going to get this podcast uh, posted later today. Perfect. Ooh. So, Friday, um, we will have our dealers setting up from about anywhere between 7 30 and 9. Most of everything starts at 10 a.m. when registration opens. So, Friday um, from 10 a.m. until midnight, we'll have things going on all day. Uh, you can go online and you can find our schedule, anthroexpo.net forward slash schedule. Uh, we will be keeping that updated just in case anything changes throughout the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, Saturday will be the same. We'll be open from about 10 a.m. until midnight. And Sunday, uh, we will be having a silent charity auction for our charity partner, Wild Care. Um, we will have a lot of homemade goods, a lot of really neat items on display and whatnot. And we're really hoping people can come to that silent auction and um, really help with uh, wild care because we we want to help them out a lot. The winter months are pretty tough for them. And what, what is wild care? So wild care, their wild care foundation. They're based out of Noble. They're one of the main reasons this convention's happening. Mm-hmm. So furry conventions typically cater towards um, helping wildlife areas of nonprofits. Yeah. So furries are very charitable mm-hmm. as you'll yes. find out. Mm-hmm. Um, usually every convention has a charity partner or some sort of cause that they're raising funds and awareness for. Absolutely. And so Wildcare will be at our convention each day. They'll be doing a panel on Saturday at noon which will explain kind of their purpose and their mission. So our my personal goal is I would like to see us raise at least $8,000 through the weekend for them. So we really hope that 
whoever's out there listening, maybe you can come in and help us out with that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Don't be cheap out there, you people. (laughs) (laughs) Throw down the money. All right. Anything else? Uh, I do want to shout out um, an event. Shout out. (laughs) No, uh, we are having an event called a fursuit parade. Mm -hmm. And that's when we, uh, we, you know, call a gathering of everybody who's bringing their fursuit or fursuit partial or cosplay, um, cosplay get up. We all line up single file. Typically, we're going to parade around the block, um, this city block of. Uh, nice. We're going to go down, go down Sheridan, take I'll a ride here. on Robinson. We'll be walking okay. right in front. Yeah, yeah we'll watch be out walking the window right here. in front of the studio. Yeah. <laughs> all right. What time do you think that'll be? That'll be Saturday. Yep. Saturday. Okay. Ten thirty is when we do the lineup. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So people come out, take pictures, and watch okay. watch us prance around. Right. <laughs> now, for our journalistic purposes, w- will people be dressed up tomorrow? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool, cool. Yes. I will All be. Right. I know that much. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, now, what, what kind of furry do you think uh, I would be? So mm-hmm. I was yes. thinking this. I, I, I know this whole time. I can see you sizing me up. I was, I'm so sorry. I was thinking, you know, those, um, those, um, I was thinking like either a polar bear. Mm-hmm. I definitely get like bear. I was also bear? thinking a okay. gorilla with white fur. Like a Ooh. silverback? Yeah, a silverback. That's it. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Huh. I've, uh, years ago, before I got remarried, I was called a manther. A manther? manther. Yeah, okay. Oh, uh, yeah, I dig it. that at work. Yeah. Okay. Instead of, uh, like, the female version is like cougar. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I see. Manther. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's great. But yeah, I like that silverback. Yeah. There we go. Right. Yeah. Cool. It probably has something to do with the hair. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, silver fox. There's silver fox. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You could be a fox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, uh, I will. Uh, you might see a uh, silverback with a press badge. That works. <laughs> tomorrow. We'll, so we'll make sure that we'll, we'll be ready. For yeah. <laughs> Great stuff, guys. So Anthro Expo this weekend at the Sheraton in downtown Oklahoma City. And the theme is... Retro Retro Retro. Retro. All right. Be out there. 